This week's episode is brought to you by the Estrogen Network. And now the Estrogen Network presents Afternoon Yak. Man. Canceled. to Horror Movie Talk. Your panel of expert hosts each week are Dr. Bruce Henson, who holds a PhD in spookology, and Professor David Day, that's me, the foremost expert in scare no-nos. We always review new theatrical releases as they are available, and today they are, with a great episode that we're bringing to you today. We got men. men. That's right. Um, but first, before we get into that, um, I should let you know that this coming Friday, in two days, as this is released, May 27th, we have The Fly playing over at the Kiggins Theater in Vancouver, Washington. Doors open at 9. Buy your tickets online ahead of time. Save a couple of bucks at KigginsTheater.com. That's theater spelled with an R-E. You get treated to a, a, a great night of entertainment by Bryce and myself. And uh, and you get to watch the fly. It gets all capped off with Jeff Goldblum. So it'll be a great time. So come out. Check that out. Uh, a lot of people seem to be planning on attending the Hereditary event, which is the fourth Friday in June. Uh, same theater, same time, same bat channel. We post new episodes every single Wednesday, so make sure to subscribe to us. Leave us a review. We really do need those good reviews because just a lot of people have been hating on the show lately. I get why. We're terrible. We're men. But actually, that's a good segue. That's a good segue, actually, for me to... You've known about this for a while now, Bryce, but and my family has as well. But it's time to bring the listeners in on this. This is an apropos episode to... Uh, to kind of crack my egg, as they say. Um, I'm in the middle of a transition of sorts. Um, I no longer identify as a man. Oh. Um, my pronouns are now she, her. Um, and it's been, you know, it's been a journey, and it's going to be a longer journey. Hmm. So... Um, Anyway, this this review is going to be of men, and then we see a little bit about why I'm starting this journey uh -huh, right. in this movie. Um, we start out by giving a brief review, and so I would just everyone, all I'm saying, I'm not, I know this is kind of probably kind of a shock, but I'm just telling you this because, well, I, 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 it's just hard to, you know, it's it's just hard to to do it all behind closed doors. I've been. Mm. I've been really private for a long time about this, and I everybody knows I'm a pretty private kind of guy. So, mm -hmm. so there you go. 
So uh, just support is all I'm asking. That's all I'm saying. Um, after uh, we score on a scale of one to ten, one being bad, ten being good. Uh, and after we give our score, we'll get into spoilers and take a deeper dive into what we liked and hated about the film. Later in this episode, we will be doing two bits. Uh, good old-fashioned favorite taglines and also horror movie whores where we get your guys' calls and play them on the air. We went and saw men, and for most men, it will be a similar viewing experience to staring into a mirror for about an hour and a half. <laughs> so here is the trailer. Watching that trailer brings a lot of this back for me. Hmm. Um, it's there was a lot of really disturbing imagery in this. <laughs> that was just um, men is a movie about a woman named Harper, played by Jesse Buckley. Because of course you can't have men without women, or can you? <laughs> Harper has recently lost her husband to a fit of passion that looks an awful lot like a spiteful suicide on his part. She has decided to take a vacation in the countryside to get her wits about herself and is met by a bunch of men. These men range from pleasantly goofy to downright terrifying. One through line with all the men she encounters is that they are all somewhat simple, aloof, or pleasantly dim-witted. There is one exception to that rule, I think, in the priest, though. The priest doesn't seem to be dim-witted or mm -hmm. aloof or simple he seems to be he's got strong incel vibes um which is like very in, in, intentional anger toward women um yeah um as her stay in the countryside progresses she is visited by a specter of manhood and her experiences become increasingly more surreal and alarming she calls the police to help her but the police department is full of men as things spiral out of control, the audience is given a barrage of... Actually, you know, now that I think of it, the only, the only woman, other woman was... The only other woman in the film was yeah. one of the police officers. Yeah, I know. I, which was a... Which felt was like probably a, one of the only helpful people in the movie. Right. But also simultaneously not, like, because she's kind of an ally to men in that mm. she helped... Well, I mean, 
Well, we'll get into it in spoilers. Okay. Um, uh, as things spiral out of control, the audience is given a barrage of horrendous body horror that is clearly meant to depict the male-female dichotomy in the most unpleasant ways imaginable. Harper definitely gets more men than she bargained for. My review of men is that it's an interesting movie and the third full-length feature film that writer-director Alex Garland has made. Um, he's written a decent amount of of other movies, but this is his third writer-director mm-hmm. effort. The first being Ex Machina and then um, Annihilation. Annihilation. Yeah. Both fantastic movies. Yeah. Um, because it was made by a man, I feel comfortable saying that it's pretty accurate. <laughs> Although it's somewhat problematic. No one knows us better than us. No one knows us better than us. That's right. Although that can be argued in this movie. Um, Although it's somewhat problematic that Garland assumes to know what the female perspective is, uh, which could be said to be his inherent male privilege shining through. Mm. He just can't help it. You should really call this mensplaining. (laughs) Burn. Bryce, I thought you weren't allowed to get political anymore. It's not political. It's just a <laughs> fact. <laughs> Men is an attempt to satirize males and give the audience a reference point for what it might be like living as a woman. It takes symbolism to the next level by starting as a straight-ahead straight narrative story that slowly morphs into a nightmare of dreamlike sequences that can't possibly be real. It shares a lot in common with the recent Finnish movie Hatching, Uh, in that it is an allegory that will probably be the hardest to watch for those who would most benefit from it. There are undeniable truths within the subtle feelings provided by men that are so on the nose that they it's really hard to sum them up in words, Mm -hmm. Uh, which is why it's it's good in movie format. Uh, Many will take issue with this movie for a variety of reasons, but the only issue I have with it really is the title. By titling this movie Men... It betrays a bias, and others, uh, and and others, those who would benefit the most from watching it. Um, toxic masculinity as a label would probably be a much more effective term that everyone was able to agree on if it weren't othering males and was instead just referred to as toxicity. Perhaps the best way to heal divisions and painful histories is to work together to end the trend of othering those who have wronged us and try our best to forgive while acknowledging our differences. And this movie does that. It acknowledges the differences between men and women while pointing out the issues that many men have. The title was chosen to be divisive and take advantage of the angst present between men and women, which is ironic because the content of the movie does a decent job of being fair to men and women alike. Uh, It's a well-done movie, if very slow in some parts. My guess at people who will enjoy men... Includes women, open-minded men, body horror fans big time, psychological horror fans, and thriller fans. Um, People who probably won't enjoy men as much will include toxic people, many men, (laughs) and those who don't do well with gore and body horror. See, I don't agree with the assessment that it's it's like, um, I don't know, I, I feel like it's... Whatever your take on this movie is kind of a holding a mirror up to yourself. Mm. Like, if you really take issue with this movie, it's like, it's just as easy to say, it's not really saying that, what you're taking issue with. Mm. 
Um, it's not. So, so you not, don't agree with my assessment that the title is is I I don't like the title, and that's pretty much my only. Um, that's pretty much my only critical issue with this movie is I I wish it had been titled something else. No, I think it's I think it's great. I think it's it's a. Uh, that is the closest thing to making a statement that this movie has. Well, I don't know about that. Um, Makes plenty of statements. It's. I mean, the topic is men as a source of fear and danger for mm-hmm. women, yeah. specifically. And uh, I think it accomplishes that. And it's not like that's not worth saying. And, you know, you could you could interpret it as like, oh, it's toxic masculinity and then all the political bullshit that's wrapped up in Mm. that terminology. Mm -hmm. But really, it's about um, the anxiety and real fears around half of the human population um, that half of the human population gives the other half. Mm. That is... Um, you know, kind of justifiable, but not in like a very super clear way in this in a similar way that this movie represents it, where most of the time it's like, I don't know why I feel so uncomfortable, but I know that there's real danger there. Yeah. And it's not apparent until it's apparent, uh-huh. you know? So, I mean, it's not the first to, to say these things and, you know, there's there's plenty of other examples of it, but, uh, I think it does a real good job, but it also, I, I think I agree with you that it's balanced in that it, it gives, um, kind of a fair, uh, framing of the situation to where it's, it's not clear on both fronts. It, it doesn't make a strong statement in the plot of the movie. Um, because the the character of Harper is about as opaque as any of the men yeah. in the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, her <clears throat> motivations and intentions are just as much of a mystery as why all these men are right. attacking her, right. you know? Um, so, I mean, I... I I, I, I would just bristle when people are saying like, oh, rolling your you rolling their eyes and saying like, oh, another guy talking about toxic masculinity. I'm like, hmm, it's it's not just that. No, there's a, there's a lot. No, I think up obviously. Yeah, no, I agree with everything you just said. <laughs> it's the same. It's similar to get out in that it's expressing these latent like get out is expressing um black people's latent fears about white people right in a way that's not completely on the nose i think you're proving my point for me because if get out was named white people wouldn't that be a significant wouldn't wouldn't that be a a much more divisive title that would probably make a lot of just turn people off just to turn them off at the start but it could easily be just be named white people Mm-hmm. It could very easily. And this is that same thing where it's like, don't don't put the the portion of your audience that would benefit the most from your movie. Don't put them on the defensive right out the gate with your title. 
Like, white people fucking love Get Out. But I bet you that it wouldn't have been as effective if it was named white Well, people. I don't know. I mean, in the theater, it was only men in the theater when we watched it, so I don't think it turned off. Well, that's not a great sample size. There was us and two other guys. I... Yeah, I mean, I get what you're saying, but I don't necessarily agree. I don't. I don't think it's. Um... I just think othering is probably not a good way to go. If you're talking to a room full of whatever, tall people, skinny people, fat people, don't name your title of your thing. Skinny people, don't, you know. Like I, all I'm saying is, I don't, I don't see how it others just a title it men i mean that's it is what it's about right oh yeah no but get out is is what it is what could easily be called white people and it's not and it's a super great movie either I, way i don't know i would i would still be as fine if it was called white people because i mean it's just as apparent to me it's like hey yeah, fair that's, enough that's what it's if you're willing, that's what it's actually about maybe this is maybe this is your toxic masculinity shining through I mean, I just look. I mean, that's fine. It's, if you don't, if you don't take issue with the title, that's fine. But I do. Mm-hmm. You know, I think, I think it's a great movie that I think a lot of people should see and would find very, very entertaining for up ev- all the right reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just, I just think it would be better received if the title weren't intentionally. Um, Oh, uh, what do you call it? Provocative? Yeah, provocative. Um, because the movie does a fine job of being as provocative as it needs to be, while also maintaining, like, like a real sense of... It just walks that razor-edge line of being, yeah, this is all pretty, pretty accurate, but it's also, like, it's going to piss some people off, for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, it just will. And I think that it needs every every advantage it can get mm-hmm. so i don't know but uh yeah how did you like the movie i really liked it i mean i'm it's been days and i'm i still feel like i'm processing it i, I realize like i can't really like put a finger on most of this movie and i think that's intentional mm-hmm. and to a certain degree it's it's a little frustrating that it's not A little bit more. It, it laid almost, out. yeah, it almost doesn't make a real strong statement at all. It just kind of exists. <laughs> but I think um, a lot of people will. I think this is going to be slaughtered by by critics for a variety of reasons for either not going hard enough or going way too hard. Yeah. No, I think actually, I think I've, I've read a lot of articles that are criticizing it for not going hard enough. And I think and that that title sets it up for that criticism <laughs> because the title and the trailer lead you to believe that this is a fucking hit piece, that, you know? And so people are geared up, their expectations are set. And then when it doesn't end up being a hit piece and it ends up being a little bit of a slice of reality, they're like, what the fuck? Why isn't this lampooning men? And the answer is, it wasn't supposed to. The title just set you up well, to I be don't know. provocative. I, I think it does. I, I, I think it's it's not you think super it does what? S- that it it's making a statement about men. Oh yeah, like it's it's just not lampooning them. Lampooning, you know, it's just not nailing them to a cross. 
I mean, that kind of is. It, there's no good guys in this movie. Um, yeah, but it's not really about that. I don't know. Yeah, this is this yeah, is going to be it's, tough it's to hard. talk about. Um, definitely worth a watch. One of the most interesting movies um, of the year. Um, maybe not like. I don't know if it'll be one of my favorites, but really good, high quality. I mean, it's it's about the upper echelon of of uh, pretentiousness um, yeah. around like what you would expect with an A twenty four film. Um, maybe not as overblown and bloated as Lamb. Whoa! Or, I mean, this. I think Lamb was much better than. Well, this. Lamb was something that should have been a short and they just blew it up into an entire movie and it's like okay do we have to take that much time on this subject it's not that bad with this movie stuff it does take time to uh dwell and live but it doesn't like i don't feel it overstates its welcome and it builds to something yeah i feel like this takes this is much slower than lamb was Oh, then you're not remembering. Nothing happens in Lamb. I loved Lamb. I loved that pacing. That 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 the the pay. It's the pacing of Lamb that I like, where it's just it's this slow build. Where this is is more a lot of peaks and valleys. And man, the valleys are just so. It, like they, they like they take these moments see, to like I, I, sit in the fucking garden and like know, dwell see, on a leaf, and I'm like, God could, damn it! I, yeah, I could tell that you were rolling your eyes at that. I really enjoyed all that. Like that was there you go. I feel that that's a feature, not a bug. Like it's definitely it was kind of making a statement about those shots, and it was. It adds to the movie for me. And some I'll, of them I'll, do. I'll talk, I'll talk them, about that in, in the spoiler Yeah, section. some of them do, but some of them are so highly repetitive that it's like, oh, oh okay, yeah, man, man, na- old man nature and a fucking, yeah, in like mother nature. Like, it's like, okay, 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 we get it. I guess I'm just saying, from a f- feminine perspective, it was a little slow, is all I'm trying to say. Anyway, um, I give this, this is an 8 out of 10 for me. I... I liked it a lot. Um, it was extremely uncomfortable toward the end, mm-hmm. um, but nothing so so uncomfortable as the sadness. Um, although pretty pretty graphic, um, the end yeah. was pretty 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 graphic. I will say this: I don't believe. Oh wait, no was was there a rape scene? Uh, yeah, there was. Of, no, I yeah, mean, no, there, there was. Kind of implied. No, yeah, there was. Yeah. Okay, never mind. I was going to say no rape, but there was rape. Yeah, there was. There's <coughs> sexual assault. I'm not sure if... Okay. Well, I guess well, uh, we're just parsing words. We call that rape, so... Uh, yeah, I'd, I'd give it an 8 out of 10 as well. It's it's a strong endorsement for the movie. Um, and, uh, yeah, you should go see it. Yeah, Men and women agree. Eight out of ten. Um, if you are listening to these commercials about our Patreon, which you should go and check out at patreon.com slash horror movie talk, get yourself a whole bunch of really sweet merch like shirts, like stickers, like coasters, um, then you should also uh, you know, sign up for Patreon to not have to listen to commercials because commercials suck.
Um, and you know, you can do that at the $6 and 66 cent tier. You know, the other thing that people have been taking advantage of lately is signing up with the annual sign up, Mm -hmm. uh, subscription to our Patreon, which saves you 13%, Mm um, off of your, um, off your whole bill. Mm -hmm. So, you know, um, check that out and support the show. It really does help us out a lot. We make most of the the meager amount that we make from our patrons mm-hmm. and uh, and they get a ton of extra content for that. So check it out. Um, you can also, like I said, you can get stuff on our HMT shop over at horrormovietalk.com slash shop, shirts, uh, all that baloney. And they're all done by our resident artist, Dustin Goble, who's a professional artist who fucks like a man. Um, he also takes commissions for artwork from HMT fans. So contact him at dgobel 0 That's at D-G-O-E-B-E-L-0-0 on Instagram. Make your artistic dreams come true and tell him we sent you. Get a hold of our show. Tell us um, how you feel about men over at 682-253-4468. Thanks again. And now let's get into... Spoilers. Spoilers. Men. Boo! Canceled. Um. So what? Let's. You know what? Let's start this out by. Um. By going over kind of your expectations for this movie based on the trailer, because we both saw the trailer, I think, at the same time. And uh, they don't, I, I know this was one of the movies that I was most looking forward to uh, mm-hmm. for many months. Mm-hmm. So how, where where were your expectations for this movie? And then how did the movie meet or I mean, <laughs> sub, subverse them? Um, I think it pretty much met my expectations like i was expecting this type of movie mm-hmm. i mean it's it's impossible to like pinpoint exactly what it's going to be um but like in terms of addressing latent fears about men as a source of like control and um you know toxicity in a relationship and in the world or um minimizing women um like that's what i expected from it and i think it delivers on all that for me yeah i to me i think i expected something a lot a lot more divisive hmm I expected something that really was just kind of a hit piece a little bit, but instead it kind of, it kind of just goes, Hey, you know what you're like Hmm. dudes, you know? And, uh, and yeah, at times, uh, it really most dudes have been some of these guys that are kind of caricatures, mm-hmm. you know. And the strangest part about a lot of it is, it feels a lot of a, a, like maybe fifty percent of these stereotypes are just unintentional dude behaviors, you know, just like duh, you know, just duh, and 
And yeah, I mean, that's the thing for me, like, if we wanted to replace the title with anything, I'd replace it with testosterone. Just like, testosterone is a hell of a drug, and a lot of the, like, unexplainable and, like, self-destructive and just bizarre tendencies boogie, of men yeah. around um behaving around women or, or or how we approach women is just explained by this insane chemical that is compelling us at all times it's got you jacked just like um yeah i mean that's uh, i mean that's like the 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 linchpin for me is testosterone and and uh cuz i fe- i feel it coursing through my veins my entire life and yeah. all of the things where you're like you know you're looking at people that are incels or like just socially awkward or just bizarrely like why do men do that all of those tendencies are in all men and some of us Not are better all men. <laughs> some of us are better at <laughs> keeping that at bay and using reason to be like, well, that's not going to work. You know, just yelling at a woman on the street as you're driving by. It's like, that's not, that's not yeah. going to work. You know how it's you, not going to accomplish anything, you know, how but you, you still want to. Yeah. You know how you turn into a bitch when you get your period and you just can't help it <laughs> and you don't want it to happen. Like you're like, F- man, fuck this dude. I don't know. I'm not, don't want this again. It's that same thing. It's just that same thing where you're like, I, you're like, really? Body, mind, are we doing this right now? And it's like, yep. And that's all you got, you know? It's just, it's this hard. is just the, the cards that you're dealt. And I'm, I'm a, I, for one, am excited to escape these, bind, these bounds, bonds. Have you started hormonal therapy? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what's it like having... Less it's a testosterone. Ra- it's a raging war constantly mm-hmm. being fought back and forth. Estrogen, testosterone, who will win? Yeah, I mean, like... Balls. <laughs> testosterone, uh, I think, like, you know that video? I think this is, like, the, one of the starting points for really the divisive... I mean, not really a starting point, but one of the best examples of like the divisive language and takes around this type of stuff was that video. What was it like 10 years ago? It was, they just put a video, they put a camera on the woman's ass. Oh yeah. And she was just walking yeah, around yeah. New York for like yeah. an hour. Uh-huh. And it was just all the cat calls, all the people looking at, checking out her ass right. and all the, and <laughs> Oh no! It was Here very interesting. A hot take from Brian. It was very interesting seeing men and women's take on that video. Gosh, that's hot. That's hot. That's hot. That's hot. Because for women, they're like, it's disgusting. Like, why do they? I can't believe it. Like, how do? Why do we have to live in this world where yeah. all these men are? And like, every man was like, I would kill for that kind of attention. Well, no, that not that. But I mean, men. I looked at him like, there's nothing really terrible that was said in that video and hey, it's all good today it's all like taking a shot it's like you don't understand like you're track I, I think this is like the fundamental misunderstanding of like women really don't understand what 
we go through when we see an attractive woman. What you go through. And like the attraction is completely different between men and women because of testosterone. And I feel like oh, yeah. the the um what's the word I'm looking for? Like the amount of being compelled is so much stronger with testosterone. Like to say that, tell me if this is accurate. If you see or are like presented suddenly a very attractive woman, Mm. it's in an instant. Mm. What you feel is, I love you. Please have sex with me. Back when I was still, um, you know, living in my egg. Mm-hmm. Yes, that was definitely my experience. It was like this weird mixture of like a- almost anger, um, but also just like excitement. And it was it was like being over flooded with uh, it's, overcome with emo- every emotion, all of an, the emotions. It's an intense amount of energy. Yeah. Like the energy is instant it's so nice being free from that huh like my day is just clear now i like Like, i can just go enjoy a spa yeah i mean still i'm so it's so subdued now because i'm middle-aged and like my balls have like just started to give up they're like Mm. fuck this same here like um (laughs) but still i'll be like scrolling on tiktok and i'll just see an image and just be like Oh God! Just instantly, like, just gasping for air of like, you are the problem. What is this doing to me? Like, and that that part is hard to communicate. Oh yeah, it's it's you. There's, and it sounds like an excuse, like, oh, we can't con- well, we can't it, control ourselves. Well, sure, it's an excuse. It's a fucking great excuse, though. Like, you got to understand, like, you know, it's like, it's like, oh, why are you such a bitch on your period? And it's like, well, because it fucking sucks, and I ha- and it have it looming over me every uh, one, 12 times a year, every right. single month, and it just comes, and it, and it hurts, and it radiates in my thighs, and I hate it and, it, and it, and it's unfair, and I don't like it. Well, it's the same thing. It's just with, uh, you know, it's just replace that with, like, rage and yeah. horniness and happiness and, like... It's, it's like telling people on meth, like, whoa, calm down, dude. Can you not do meth, please? And they're like, just, I would love not to do meth, but I love meth. Well, I mean, it's like meth, but you don't have a choice like you don't you're not actively pursuing it right at all but the same amount of like you're not controlling <laughs> like with meth users you can just blame it on the drug and like wow they're acting bizarre well, you can do the same thing with this so just blame it on estrogen blame it on testosterone right you know yeah i think you're right a testosterone would be a good name for this movie um Hey, you know, one thing I realized real early on in this movie is we get all we've been asking for dicks in movies for a long time. This has more hang in this movie than any other movie I think I've ever seen. This has other than straight up pornos. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This had a lot of dick swinging in it. Did you have you watched the the new Kids in the Hall season? No. Amazon? No. (laughs) strong <laughs> if you want to see dicks watch the first episode of kids in the hall do you get to see uh scott uh thompson's 
No. Oh, dang. It's, uh, what is it? Dave Foley and the... No, wait, you get to see Dave Foley's dick? Mm-hmm. And who's the other guy? The the fro guy. McCallan? Or, uh... Not Bruce McCallan. Uh, 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 the tall guy. Yeah, yeah. The... Um, the the list yeah, guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Got it. Oh, got it. Take it. Check out the list. Um, uh, so anyway, we start off the movie. So uh, you know what? I'm just going to summarize. So this is spoilers. So you you know do be aware. This is going to spoil a lot. There's um, in the first act. In the first two acts, um, we kind of get these um, these shots of uh, of the past. Um, yeah, and, we're kind of it's kind of spaced out a lot, but basically, right. all you're given in the first act is a tragedy happened to Harper, to Harper, who was married to her husband, mm-hmm. and he, you know, it wasn't working out for whatever reason. Right. I mean, the first thing we see is someone committing suicide in front of her while she's got a bloody nose, and you don't even know if the two are connected. At right. All. Right. And then we're given the information that Harper. Wanted to divorce her husband, and her husband threatened suicide. Right, he's like, "You can't, you can't leave me. I'll kill myself." And she's like, "Whoa, you can't do that. Like, you can't put that on me." And uh, and then what he ends up doing is, they get in an argument. She tells him to leave the apartment. He hits her in the face. Mm-hmm. This is you learn this throughout the first two acts. So we're really summarizing a lot of. Uh, sequences together here right now, but it will be easier for you. Yeah, and like this information specifically is like at the very end of the second act. Right. That he actually hits her. He and- hits her, and then she's like, what the fuck? She she strongly gets up. She gets him out of the house. She's like, "You, I'm never looking you in the face again. Go ahead. Do whatever you want. Kill yourself for all I care, but don't. And then what he does is he goes upstairs to the apartment above her to maybe try and climb down into her apartment and break in or maybe just commit suicide yeah she says like he's trying to climb down and then slips but he might have just committed suicide and it's almost like we're not given any evidence that there was any attempt to climb down you know yeah it's just doesn't really matter either way but i mean it, it one way to interpret it is like she's protecting her own psyche by even putting that up as an option you know, I mean, you know how he ended up down on the concrete would kind of suggest in, it was accidental. Um, you'd probably be able to leap clear of that fence. Well, yeah, but if you you're know. trying to kill yourself, well, anyways. Yeah, I mean, the, so that's that's the setup. That's what happened to her to lead her to try to take a vacation or or just change scenery um, and uh, chill out chillax and as uh, it were. kind of have a therapeutic date or week out in the country right and she's greeted with my favorite character in the whole movie yeah. jeffrey jeffrey's great jeffrey mm-hmm. uh an, an old country man yeah. right Who's giant out? teeth big teeth he's like you know who he reminded me most of who <laughs> was wallace from wallace and gromit oh yeah yeah. Had strong Wallace energy. Come, Wallace, have a nice bit of Winsleydale. <laughs> yeah, this dude was... And it's great how she describes him to her friend. She's like a real country bloke. Yeah. And and then I realized that, like, 
Britain's country folk is way, way, way more classy than our country folk. <laughs> <laughs> like this dude owns a fucking manor, and uh-huh. he's and he's like chip chip. Oh, very good. You know, yeah. just like no, nah, mm, uh, interfering with my my schnoz is interfering with my nosh, and <laughs> and she, she and she, uh, he's so awkward. Like this dude is. Is like this uh, stiff upper lip kind of like very goofy, but also trying to toe the line of manhood kind of guy. Right. Very, very, very awkward. And I mean, the the glimpses we get of that are like, you you just see he does not know how to talk to women (laughs) at all. Because he's like, I just for the women folk. Ladies, yeah. do watch what you flush. Mm-hmm. We do ask that you watch what you flush. Which is like... <laughs> like betrays like, I don't know what you guys are doing with your it can, things. It's but going straight to the septic. It's ruining my... It's ruining my, my septic plumbing. tank. So, you know. Yeah. Um, so then we're treated to a little bit more... Uh, I, just one more thing. In terms of uh, of her relationship with her husband, who then commits suicide, we get a uh, one notable quote, which is, uh, "He, you know, when when he's like, oh, I guess I, I guess I did mention this, where she was like, I, I'm divorcing you, and he goes, I'll kill myself, and she's like, that's exactly why we have to get divorced. Mm-hmm. This this interaction that just occurred, mm-hmm. this is the reason, right." But he's kind of the guy who's just desperate, just desperate to keep the girl. You know, uh-huh. he's 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 got her. He's going to entrap her in any way he can. That's, that's really... not to say that girls can't do that, too. They can. Then they do a the, lot. I Everybody mean, does this. But this is the most important. This is the most interesting thing that's left out is there is no. I mean, yeah, we see what her husband how her husband acted in this stressful situation and in like the panic of not wanting to be divorced and you know but really we're not told the reasons why she wants to get a divorce right like there it's very vague about that when he asks her and she's just like I just can't do this anymore and it's like do what like what? What? What exactly is it? That he's depressive? Is it that he's abusive? Is it? I mean, and even like when he hits her, we're told that that's the first time he ever did anything like that. Right. That's a good point. Um. And uh, it's it's so easy to be like. I mean, it is very easy, and and to us probably mostly justified is if you hit a if a guy hits a woman that's like okay bets are off you're an abuser you're a bad person and people shouldn't be around you but you know people make mistakes you know it's not like there aren't circumstances in which you a man could slap a woman once and then never again so I'm gonna put on my just right pro- now? I'm gonna put on my Sean Connery. <laughs> What's happening right now? Sometimes 
<laughs> when a woman gets out of line. Yeah. Um, wow. Uh, it took a turn I did not see coming. No, I mean, it's. It, I'm just saying, like, it's. You're not really told the reasons or the history of the relationship. Um, you see his reaction in desperation, yeah. and how he's acting as a reaction to her wanting a divorce. Speaking of which, do you think Amber Heard hit Johnny Depp? Oh God! Did Johnny hit Amber? She cut his finger off. You don't care about this at all. I, well, it's such a fascinating, uh, the the court case is, is fascinating, and there's so many meme clips of it that it's, it's hard not to be delighted by it's it. It's delightful. The, and there's a thing. You like, really get to see, juxtapose a good actor versus a bad <laughs> actor. <laughs> you really get to see, oh no, Johnny Depp's a fucking Stellar actor, right? And I think uh, okay. We'll we'll take a we'll take a pause and talk about Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. For, it's an apropos like, time to uh, like. To uh, talk uh, about. Here's here's the thing. Like, I don't think it's out would be outlandish to think that Johnny Depp could have hit her, but in the court case, the narrative. And the evidence doesn't seem to support that at all. Like, And there's not a lot of other... Johnny Depp has had a fucking billion relationships. And nobody's coming out of the woodwork to be like, yeah, me too. Right. Nobody. And, you know, there's a lot of smoking gun evidence for her. Oh, yeah. And where it's like, hey, yeah, he took a shit on the bed. It's not normal. Because poop's funny. There's her like admitting on tape that she hit him and like there's and a lot of court. Yeah, there's I, a lot of recordings of her like i hit you i didn't punch you saying yeah i hit you what are you gonna do act like a little bitch <laughs> <laughs> be a man just take your take your hits a lot of toxicity stop stop trying to walk away from me hitting you be yeah. a man and uh it's but the major takeaway if you watch some of the clips is like Okay, here, here's the thing. See, I haven't watched the whole thing, so I can't tell you whether all the clips are taken out of context or whatever, but the main narrative in <laughs> pop culture right now uh, that we're presented is Amber Heard's kind of dumb. <laughs> she's not too bright, and she's crazy. How fucking dare you? Because she's taking shits on beds. She's like is changing her story constantly and um seems to be super just a bad actress just maybe not i gotta tell you i think someone there was like a tiktok about how it's not necessarily narcissism but histrionic so it's like just really um dramatic and um vain uh and like the stuff, like all the stuff around Amber Heard just does not make her look good at all. Yeah, I'll say this: like her attempts at at playing up the audience are so laughably bad. Right? Like it, you just you just see them and you go, "Oh my god!" I know I've met this girl in high school. Like just this, just flop and flounder of a of a fucking liar. Just like just. 
it just grasping at straws left and right to just be like, oh, uh, uh, right. I am the victim. When clearly you're the shit starter, like you are right. obviously just starting shit left and right. And you're very used to being back on your heels like this. Mm-hmm. And this is what it looks like. Right. Is this fucking weird dance of like, eh, 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 I'm, uh, I'm, I'm the bad, I'm, I'm, the, bad things happen to me. Uh. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy comparing when Johnny was on the stand and Amber Heard, cause Johnny is funny and composed and composed, composed. and like, he's able to be like, reenact you know when he's describing things he's like reenacting like going through the motions and stuff and and it's charming like that's the main thing you you take away from johnny depp's um interrogation is like he's he's really charming he'll wait a he'll wait a beat to like let to let the ridiculousness of the court drama sink in to the to the jury where they'll be like is that right johnny's like yeah for the fourth time you're yeah you got it you read that right you read it correctly and they'll be like oh boy you're really kind of taking the wind out of my sails here and it's like yeah that's what a good actor can do (laughs) the (laughs) the best there's so many great memes coming out of out of the trial and you know one of my favorites is so you as the uh, prosecutor or the uh, defense attorney was like so you poured yourself a pint of you poured yourself a mega pint of wine mega and a pint Johnny just goes a mega pint <laughs> <laughs> a new measurement for something huh a mega pint um I'll tell okay what that your- that and Aquaman. Aquaman. <laughs> hey, what? let me ask you. We'll finish this conversation right now with this question. What's your favorite Johnny Depp movie? Um, Just when first one comes to mind, I guess. Yeah, Fear and Loathing is probably... Ooh, that's a good one. There. I'm going to go with uh, Edward Scissorhands. Um, now, what's your favorite Amber Heard movie? <laughs> <laughs> Aquaman. <laughs> Dare you to name one. Oh, um, anyways. Okay, so men, men. So there's a lot of imagery and symbolism and in imagery in this movie. It is a. This is an A twenty four movie through and through. You know, it does have Alex Garland's feel, uh, his stank on it, but it also has. You know, if you were to compare. Uh, uh, Ex Machina to this, you got a lot more artistic shots, a lot more artistic um, effort being put into men um, than you do Ex Machina. Um, and yeah, Annihilation is probably the better, easier one to compare because that does get a lot more into like surreal stuff. Um, but yeah. Uh, Yeah, I mean this this one definitely delves into imagery and iconography more than any of those other two films. Like there's a lot of like shared meaning mm-hmm. between all all these things and so like a couple <laughs> and the way it treats it is so great cuz it's as inscrutable as the message of the movie how they treat these um religious or pagan imagery Mm -hmm. um it's it's hard to say you're making a statement because those things that you're using like it's almost hard to say what statement they're making right so the the first one the more obvious one is like um 
the the Garden of Eden imagery of her yeah. taking the apple, um, you know, her, Jeffrey. Jeffrey commenting on oh, it. You like no, no, no. And don't do that. Forbidden, forbidden fruit, don't you know? You know, it, representing original sin and and kind of like the whole <laughs> Judeo Christian um, myth of. <sighs> Everything will be perfect. Fucking woman. Bitches. Just listen to the man. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> She rough. just listened to daddy in heaven. Like, she wouldn't have eaten that apple and we would have been fine. Um, One of the most effective pieces of imagery in this is um, shortly after meeting Jeffrey, uh, Harper decides to go on a walk. And so she goes out into the forest and she finds herself at this tunnel, um, this old abandoned railway tunnel and it's massively long and very dark Mm -hmm. and you get this there's a lot of this insinuation of like oh we're in the tunnel now you know it's like here's the you know it's there's a lot of vaginal uh, Mm -hmm. insinuation Mm -hmm. and then there's also a lot of like um semen insinuation mm-hmm. lots of seeds flying right. around right lots of fucking apples and yeah. you know like uh, potential the potential of life uh flying around and yeah the other the other big like religious imagery that is dwelt on um is i think it's pagan in origin so there's the the green man yeah so there's the well, let's, the image of the of the guy's head that's like surrounded or coming through leaves. Yeah, and then there's the uh, I had to had to look it up, but there's this image called the Sheila Nanig, Sheila Nagig. Whoa, Got yeah, Oof. watch out there, <laughs> treading. Uh, the Sheila Nagig, uh, which is okay. this exaggerated this woman like. Exa- Holding open these exaggerated large vulva. Ew. Um, and I'm all for it. Uh, Ew, but, David. But the thing is, like, with those two images, first of all, like, we don't know what the meaning of those are, yeah. other than like, kind of just the initial reaction of seeing the image for itself. Right. And you're like, it's open to interpretation. But the interesting thing is that imagery is all over the place. It's connected to pagan and like, um, you know, even, um, you know, kind of ancient Christian imagery. But no scholars can really say exactly what it means. It's, those two images are still just open for interpretation, but mostly what they're fucking uh, uh, connected with, like the green man is most associated with like rebirth and spring. Um, some people say it's like a symbol of godhood and man. And the Sheila Nagig is um, used to ward off evil, um, but also connected with fertility and birthing for obvious reasons that's crazy so so like your way to ward off evil is just to like sit legs spread and show your pussy <laughs> just like uh, by uh, the power of grace skull <laughs> <laughs> just a woman you have the power just holding up her clitoris like uh but yeah apparently I, and i read this no joke um 
there was an idea that the the devil is just just really put off by the vagina. <laughs> what? It's like he just <sighs> Well, that makes sense. Like the devil doesn't like anything good. And there's nothing better than pussy. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. So there's That's why I'm getting one. These images and then like throughout the film like the the green man is really alluded to and the kind of the naked guy that we're shown in the tunnel like kind of transforms into uh, a version of the green man oh it's so weird let's himself. let's take a minute to so she walks up to this tunnel and she's just smitten with it because it, it provides these amazing echoes and she has a little bit of an ear right so she's like ah ah and you get to hear that in that trailer and it is eerie as fuck it's just this moment where you feel this serious sense of aloneness, you know, where you're like, I'm going to play an echo game with myself in this tunnel. And she's there and it's fucking dark as shit. And she's all alone and she's yelling down this tunnel that is distant. It is deep. And she's like, oh, 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 oh. And man, some of the soundtrack in this is Mm -hmm. just so alarming. And finally, after a couple minutes of this, this back and forth echo game. This figure at the far end of the tunnel stands up and it's so overwhelmingly dreadful, dreadful. And it's like, <laughs> and oh, man, it starts kind of like galloping toward her. And you're like, oh, no, run away. It is awful. And ooh, but the sound that it makes or he, you they, mean they them make? You mean is like it's a scream, but it's almost like a crow scream. Oh, oh! And uh, that moment will stick with me forever. That is truly one of the weirdest moments because yeah. it's so because it's so it's like your worst nightmare come true. It's well, it's mine anyway. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like. Being like, I'm alone, I'm on a walk, I'm having a game, and then have this seriously sinister figure be like, uh, oh, now I'm pursuing you. Oh! Yeah, I mean, that's the that's the part where, like, the, the kind of, like, bucolic imagery really sets the tone for it. Like, and that's where it really has, takes its time as she's walking through this English countryside... And it is so beautiful. So gorgeous. Like, just yeah. so green. And, like, every shot looks like a Windows screensaver. Like, everything is like, oh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. And, uh, and then in that picturesque walk, she's presented with this, like, sudden, like, confrontation with something yeah a man yeah um, and it's chased and she like runs off she's like tr- crawling through the woods and like escaping and finally she gets to like kind of an open field she's like oh, <sighs> finally she's like <laughs> i was just being silly i mean who knows what that person's intentions were and then um, takes a picture and then realizes that there's just a naked man standing there which is also super the green man yeah he's there and he's fucking yeah he's hanging dong dude mm-hmm. and 
she got a picture of it. I mean, honestly, if I had that dong, I'd go naked. Oh, yeah. Are you okay. kidding me? Yeah. If I just had a dong, like, swinging, just... He's already just all... Just really got some good hang to it. Like, yeah, I would, I would like, free ball just all the time. He's already green. You just, just name the little man the Hulk. <laughs> you know? Um, um, what was I going to say? There's... Hold on, I gotta, I gotta remember it. Oh, fuck, I'm not gonna she, remember it until we move on. So as she gets back to her house, she's kind of like, "Oh Jesus Christ, what the fuck was that?" And she's talking to her friend on the phone, and she sees that guy out in the yard, like looking at the apple tree, uh-huh. and then like, but then he's like looking in the house at her. And he's just he's just walking around window to window, uh-huh. and she sees the fuck. She goes to cl- to check the door that the door's locked, and it's fucking hanging open. <laughs> and uh, she goes to to run to close it, and his hand just shoots in the envelope slot, uh-huh. and it's just like just groping around to try uh-huh. and grab at her. Oh, oh, ah. oh, dude, yeah. Yeah. Um. So gnarly, and so she calls the cops. The cops come, and they're like, "This dude has had some rough nights, you know. Like he's he's been out here hanging dong for a while." Oh yeah, I remember it now. Mm. Like at this point, um, when she, yeah, before like much is going on, and we're just presented with this naked guy. I was secretly really hoping that this was going to turn into a uh, a story about a troll. Oh, that'd be cool! Just a just a a horror movie about the uh, mythological figure of the troll under the bridge. Yeah, that'd be. I mean, <laughs> good. Yeah, and it didn't. No. I was like, oh, yeah. that's must be some man thing. Um. So, yeah, she she calls the cops. Cops come, pull this guy away. And this is the only time that we had, like we said, this is the only time that another female character appears in, the, I believe, the whole movie. Mm-hmm. And she's there to console her. She's like, hey, you know, that must have been really scary. And, you know, I'm sorry this happened to you. We'll take him away. But, like, a couple scenes later, she's at the bar with a bunch of men. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the male cop is shows up to the bar and he's like, ah, too bad we had to let that guy go. So I'm, in my mind, I'm like, well, shit. Even the female counterpart who was like, who was a cop who was like, hey, that we got, we'll do our best to like. She let her down. She was let down by the only other female in the movie. Well, obviously the man let her down too. Mm-hmm. But I mean, that's to be expected in this movie. Well, my reaction to this was like, well, yeah, I mean, what can you charge him with? No, look at you. Being, How long can you hold a person in jail without trial for just being naked out some, outside someone's house? No, David. Honestly, David. It's like a witch's house in here, David. Man. It's like, I mean, the, the, be, the best you can do is a restraining order, right? And that just tells him, stop. Stop doing that. Man. Like, do you really expect them to be like held in jail for months? I mean, it'd be nice, or at least put some pants on him. <laughs> um, so then, so so that's that's a huge letdown. But that does come later. 
she's taking another walk. She's like, you know what? Fuck the woods. Woods, not okay. It's not cool. We're going to church this time. Uh She goes to church. She has a moment um, where she's grieving. And then as she's walking around behind the church, she's met with the 14-year-old boy who looks like a 30-year-old man. This is the strangest looking person just kind of androgynous mm-hmm. looking, but also clearly a man. Kind of, it's he's like young but old. Yeah, I mean, one of the features of this movie is that Rory Kinnear, the the guy that plays Jeffrey, is basically all of the men in this movie. What? <laughs> really? You didn't catch that? No. Yeah, Rory, it's like one actor plays almost all of the men in this movie. No fucking way. Yeah, so like the kid, that one was the obvious one because it's like uh, an obvious computer generated kind of face or his face superimposed over an actual kid. I don't know. I grew up pretty rural, you know. I've seen kids like this, you know. So I, there's I, that. We had one out there. We called we called him Georgie Porgy. Yeah. And he looked old. He did. He was like we were like what is this dude doing here? Right. All so, the time from a young age. So he plays Jeffrey, he plays the kid, he plays the vicar, he plays the the uh bark keeper um shit the he doesn't play the cop um but yeah like all of the figures that like kind of appear and tormentor are all played mostly by the same guy well i'm so shocked that you didn't notice let no one say that men aren't good for something because bryce came in clutch here y'all wouldn't even have known that um i'd have just let it slip yeah, so that's, I mean, it kind of communicates that, you know, all men are alike. That That's kind of like what I took away from it is like, the reason why they did that is, yes, they're all different men, but really underneath they're the same. Do you think that's a fair assessment? I mean, yeah. You think all men are alike? I mean, that's, in... The aspects that this movie is exploring, yes. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's necessarily fair. Um, it does feel like a weird kind of globalization, um, but it does also feel like there is some kernel of truth well, in yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, if you're going to, yes, there are generalizations you can make about men, and that's in those generalizations, you can say all men are alike in those things. Hmm. Feels yes, like, there's always exceptions. Like feels like you're kind of mansplaining this to me right now. <laughs> well, you know, since you've made your transition, it's my responsibility to mansplain at this point. Wow. Okay. Um, oh, you know what won't be accepted? That any more of that? Wow. So I mean, and then the ending also kind of points to that, where it's not just. All men are the same. Yeah, they give birth to other but, men like yeah, that. Yeah, but it's like men b- this begat men. Yeah, men begat men begat men. It's yeah. like it's self um reinforcing. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Mm. Um so she heads so she heads to church and she's 
tries to get some consolation. The vicar walks up to, I'm not sure what a vicar is. Maybe that's just short for priest. Mm-hmm. But the priest approaches her and he's like, you seem like you're burdened with something. Can I help? And she's like, she tells him the story of her husband, yada, yada. And he sits and listens to the whole thing. And then he, he says, okay, but did you give him a chance to apologize? She's like, yeah, he, yeah, he apologized. Well, no, not, I mean, kind, I don't know what, <laughs> you know? And he's like, well, he had, you know, you, it is kind of your fault if you didn't give him a chance to apologize. And she's like, what the shit is this bullshit? You know, I have a, I have a personal story that's like this. Um, kind of. Yeah. I'll divulge. I wonder, should I talk about it here on the pod? It's pretty, it's pretty fucked up and pretty personal. We'll talk about it in the after pod. Um, yeah, I mean, the, the kind of the setup for this is the vicar listens to her and kind of into it's what, is bothering her and like what the stuff and like he he kind of puts those into words and at first it seems like yeah i mean that makes sense stuff like you know you're you're mourning his loss but you also feel these conflicting feelings of guilt and and that dude and, just and just shame. jumps right onto those feelings of guilt and is like well i mean feel first those. first he states that where it's like yeah if you're seeing a therapist you're like you're identifying the feelings that a person is feeling, whether they're justified or not. Yeah. And then and then the next part is, he's like, yeah, but I mean, a little bit of it is your fault, right? And she's like, what the fuck? What? And, yeah, it goes, goes, that's probably the best kind of example that you can see of toxic one of the best examples of toxic masculinity where it's like you mean toxicity where it's turned turned against her is like well yeah but he's you know he's he had good intentions and like you got to accept like the shitty stuff that he did to you like you got to let some of that fly because you know you know i i do it's your take responsibility issue. to forgive him i do take issue with that term toxic masculinity because I, there I, because there is no you know, I mean, women do shit that's women like too, but we don't call that toxic femininity. We, we it's just being a bitch or something like that. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> I think that's the issue that I take with it is it's not. It's you know it, it's a way it's just an obvious way to other some just just be like no they're just being a shitty person you know. Well, like any terminology like that where it's politicized, it it, it starts encompassing way more than it's supposed to. Mm. Where toxic, the, the assumption is if there's toxic masculinity, then there must be non-toxic masculinity or just masculinity. And where it's like, there's, what I think the term originally was meant for is like, yes, there's masculinity, but there's parts of it that are toxic to culture, sure, which is like but that's, forcing, that's true of forcing people. Both sexes, you know? I know, uh, but eventually it turns to all masculine, all masculinity is toxic. Yeah. Like by the, f- the fact that masculinity exists yeah. is a toxic force for the universe. And it's like, mm. it's almost like you're trying to make feel someone feel bad for what they are, that they can't change it about themselves. I mean, I can, but you know, I'm 
<clears throat> I'm a work in progress. Yeah, I mean, it's when you're talking about these things, it's it goes back to the the argument is like everything's nuanced, everything is very complicated. So taking these like short these cut. dichotomies and just saying like it's this or that, right. it's like. Oh, that's just toxic masculinity. It's like, okay, well, uh, you say that word, and that means that you can stop thinking now. Right. Yes. You've labeled it, and you stop addressing the core of the issue or the specifics. I get to write. I get to write you off as a person, right? And put a label on you. Yeah. It's right. a weird. It's a weird. It's a weirdly toxic thing to do. Where it's like, what really you have issue with is some specific behaviors yes. or specific power. That is so hard to pin down that you just yeah. want it, need to put a label on it so that you don't have to think too much harder about this. Right. Yeah. Good point. Good points. Man, horror movie talk really should just be called talk. <laughs> you know, because we're doing the, the Lord's work out here. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, bu- 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 sh- there's there's uh, life. There's a lot of life from death going on in mm-hmm. this movie. Um, a, a lot of imagery surrounding that. A lot I think of insemination. A lot of insemination. Yeah, hot. Yeah, like seeds, and it's all like the the dandelion seeds floating in the wind. It's very one dandelion evocative, seed. evocative of. There's a skull fucking in this. <laughs> Technically. Technically, there that dandelion seed. If you consider falling a into seed a, falling into an eye, a deer's skull through the eye socket. Yeah. Wow. This in sadness. Huh. All right. Let's skip to the end. We've, we've been talking for a long time. Yeah. So um, it ramps up quite it, a bit at the end to where we. OK, this has one of the absolute best scenes in a horror movie where it's one of those scenes where it's like, I can't believe that hasn't been done yet. And it's will be the image that sticks with you. Oh, man. Because was- there's a duplicate of the the guy of the scene of the. Of the man reaching through the letter tray mm-hmm. or the letter hole, yeah, like reaching through the letter letter door, the letter door in the door. And in this circumstance, like she is kind of like hypnotized, or she's been inseminated by the seed. Um, and so there's this weird um, element of her being drawn to him. Mm-hmm. And so he reaches in, and then she reaches out and holds his hand, and then the hand grabs her. Yeah, it's like and starts pulling, and she panics, panics. She, she, uh, and she has a kitchen knife in her hand and stabs through his forearm, right, like straight, right, ab- right about almost just below the elbow. Yeah, just vertical in one side and out the other, and. He lets go and then pulls his hand back through the letter opening. While the knife is being held in place by the letter door. Yeah, so the knife is vertical and, and it's it's it can't go through. It's like a, when a dog is trying to go through a door with like a large stick. It splits his entire forearm all the way down to between his middle finger and ring finger. And it is agonizingly slow and... V- so so uncomfortable i um wow i was squirming around this was so yeah. brutal this was one of the most brutal things i've ever seen yeah oh and so 
now that's like a feature of this thing. Yeah, this man. It's, it's kind of, it's a man but it's also kind of a thing monster. And you realize now all these men that she's met throughout the days that she's been there mm-hmm. are all this monster because they appear to her but they all have this bifurcated arm claw thing including the vicar and including the little boy. Yeah. Like all of those people have this arm now. And uh yeah, it's really disturbing. And then and then like <laughs> it goes kind of batshit at the end to where the man appears but he's super pregnant. Yeah, they all become, he becomes just alarmingly pregnant. Just so pregnant. So men, and then, men like, can do everything. And then this vagina appears somewhere right on below his body. His, below his dick. Below his dick. And then he gives birth to oh. a full-grown man, which is also pregnant, which gives birth to a full-grown well, man. Well, it goes through all the men. It goes, it goes so through all the men that birth, you've been presented. He gives birth to the boy. Uh-huh. Who gives birth to the vicar? Right. Who gives birth to the policeman? Or no, the green man or something like that. Yeah, so it's like this sequence of And the vaginas keep showing up on different places on their body. Yeah, the neck. Like on the neck, on the chest, Ooh. and it's really ho really disturbing until finally it ends with her husband Um that that killed himself. And this is kind of the cap of the movie to where he appears and then she's like, by this time, so traumatized. She's like, all right, what what the fuck? And her husband sits down on the couch and they have this conversation, which is basically the, the capper of the movie. And my f- favorite part, because it's still so open for interpretation. Yeah. And he's, like, accusing her and saying, like, why did you do this to me? Like, it's your fault and I'm dead. And then she just goes, like, what do you want? What do you want from me? And he says, I just want you to love me. She's like, yeah. She's like, oh, yeah. It's kind of, it does ask a, a question that I've asked myself a lot, which is, like, what exactly? What do I bring to this? Are you trying to get out of this? What do I bring to any of this? And I guess the answer is. But that element that is- fuck like it, like why do women fuck around with dudes? You know. And I guess the answer is, goddamn, that's some good fucking dick, dude. <laughs> you know, like that's. I can't wait to experience it. That's the. Uh, um, maybe, I mean, that's a, such Zac an interesting. Efron. That's such an interesting, like element of like. Yeah, we're compelled, and there's this like really nefarious element or of of masculinity, and like there's a real element of danger for women that is justified. Where it's like, yeah, women don't feel safe just walking around strange men in a dark parking lot, well, it's like because there's a threat of rape. But here's the thing that, but here's the, here's the thing that makes like a lot of you will. Well, like, I don't know, probably take issue with some of the stuff that Bryce said. But think about your experience, like, as another dude. Right. Like, I'm on, I'm keyed up when there's another guy around. I'm like, uh, it's a lot less than what a woman feels, I right. imagine. 
um, uh, what a fully, fully woman woman feels. But, right. um, but there's not really much of a threat when there's a, a woman around me. But I'll tell you what, uh, uh, there's a decent threat when a dude's around me, and I, I have that internalized inside mm-hmm. me, you know, and I'm sure that I provide that to others. Yeah, see, I don't... And it's... Imagine being that. Just for a moment. Just take a moment. Just imagine that you represent a threat. All the time. Inherently. Just because of who you are. Just by virtue of the fact that you you are something that you can't really change unless, you know, you're going through transition. But that's that does something to you, too. You know? There's... It, it's not fun to be, like a threat all the time to feel kind of like an ogre mm-hmm. even when you know you're just trying to live your life it's a yeah di- i mean you, so, you're disgusted with yourself to right. a, a decent degree <laughs> the and i think this is the one element where like the the director or writer being a man is very helpful because mm-hmm. that is the underlying thing where it's like men just want to be loved mm-hmm and they want women to want them. Oh, yeah. Very, very badly. Very, very, very much. And the way we go about getting that love can be very plot problematic. <laughs> it's very... We're not very good at that sometimes. Yeah. When, you know, it's... It's a mixed bag, man. Yeah. It's... I, I am interested to know if people are upset that this is directed by a man. I mean, he wrote it and directed it, so you can't get that angry at him, right? Yeah. Um, anywho, um, crazy, crazy shit in this movie. Like, th- there, there is no way to overstate the gore and the body horror elements at the end of this. They are on par with the craziest shit you've ever seen, right? They are on par with The Fly. Uh, they are on par with the thing. Like this is yeah. some fucked up shit at the end of this movie. So there's a little bit of everything for everyone in this. Um, who do you think would like this movie, Bryce? Oh, it's very much for the A24 crowd. Um, yeah, that's the truth. It's um, if you like movies that start a conversation <laughs> and are kind of inscrutable that yeah. don't really hold your hand at all. Mm-hmm. Um, this is definitely one of those. Yeah, if you're big into imagery. Something and- with your, that can, it's dangerous, but like, it's up for interpretation. Yeah. So you could interpret this as being a very offensive movie or interpret this as being a very like fair and balanced movie, depending on your perspective. Yeah. It's a lot less Wow, I don't know. I was gonna say, no, it's not. Anyway, um, yeah, I, I, I like the movie. It's a pretty good movie. So um, I don't know. Go and see it or don't. Hey, um, you know what? Before we get into taglines, uh, I just like to say we've been getting a lot of presents and gifts from our listeners. Yeah. Um, I, Anna from Finland sent me this this fucking beautiful you gotta get a picture of this and post it to our mm-hmm. this is the business card yeah, shirt yeah it's Patrick Bateman's business card right look at the on a white tee subtle off-white coloring mm-hmm. the tasteful thickness of me bone <laughs> it's 
that's bone sicilian braille um yeah and uh and she sent you a um yeah she sent me um a mask and a, a mask mouse pad that's kind of like uh peach fuzz it is Creep. peach fuzz it looks like peach fuzz um it's close enough she sent us candy all the way from finland yeah she times. sent us a ton of licorice and which uh, i appreciate because I'll eat it, and David will be like, oh, let me taste it. And he's like, yeah, it's okay, but it's I'll like, consume all of it. And, but we've over the years, we've received a lot of beautiful artwork and presents and kindness from you people. Um, the one, where's, where's the ones that most recent, like, we just got this this week. Hold on. Yeah, what is all this? This is from... Duncan... Is this a I don't know if that's a last name or a first name, but Pest? from from is MI Michigan? Yeah. Yeah, from uh Michigan. He sent us this book that is our logo flayed out in the pages. So like it's hard to describe. But. Yeah, no, so it's like you know how <clears throat> Wow, that is so fucking cool. Kind of folds in on itself, so you and then it doesn't show the full logo, but Dude, that is so crazy. Eh. Don't 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 fu- don't fuck with it too much. It looks like it could get hurt. Man, yeah, that is crazy. So like, so like if you were to hold a book by the spine and you were to look at the at the um, it's like where the gilding would go. Right. Yeah. If you were to look at the if you were to hold a book by the spine and look at the pages and then and then and then kind of splay them out, it would create a big a big picture along the edges of the pages and that picture is our logo logo and it's just gorgeous and thank you thank you some what who sent it to us it says duncan duncan thank you duncan um, i love your donuts by the way and also glittercore has sent us a bunch of shit over the years like and anybody i'm missing i'm so sorry but um we we try and thank you in over instant message or or whatever but um I, it's huge. That's that stuff is is so crazy that you guys um, fuck with us like that. So yeah. thank you. Um, it still feels like we're such a small little podcast that it feels crazy that people are sending us things. Yeah, it does, it's it's um. Well, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't have. Of course, it feels crazy that people are patrons as I, well. Yeah, all of that's nuts. Yeah. Um. Thank, thank you. you. Yeah. Big time. Um. <laughs> Taglines. Let's get into it. We we don't do well with emotions here. You'll you'll see that in the after part. Taglines. Here's taglines. You're a dick, David. David, how long are you going to be doing Okay. Taglines a little bit where we come up with alternative taglines for the movie we just watched. They can be funny, cringy, um, sad, um, all kinds of stuff. I kind of want to look up the, I I think the actual taglines for this one are kind of good. Um, So I'm going to look that up uh, while we're doing this what is your first tagline bryce all right men am i right 
<laughs> Shut up. <That's> a, <laughs> that is a good tagline. <laughs> that would actually work as a tagline. The actual tagline <laughs> for this movie that the, was given to it by, I assume, the movie's studio <laughs> is pretty brilliant. <laughs> and it summarizes the movie very well. What haunts you will find you. Men. Um, okay, here we go. Here's mine. Men. One dad joke over the cuckoo's nest. <laughs> Men. Picturesque, bucolic landscapes. Oh, there's a dong. <laughs> <laughs> What's bucolic? Um, it's like overly green kind of thing. Just really... I just associate with picturesque. It's kind of another way for saying picturesque. Hmm, that's a new word. Men. There's always the threat of rape. Yeah, I almost used that one. Ugh. That one's one of my favorites. Um, men. Now we'll be on the same page. <laughs> yeah, well. Um, men. Because of the implication. <laughs> that one's good. Um, this is my last one. Men. Just a normal Tuesday for women. <laughs> yeah, dude. This is... Here's the... Yeah, a big problem with this movie, actually, is that I'm not exactly sure who it's for. Uh -huh. Because for a lot of women, they could just go outside to feel this uncomfortable, you know? <laughs> you know? So, and, and a lot... Yeah, of really, for us, it's like, whoa, a naked man standing in a field? That's so disturbing. Women are like, yeah, I just... I see that See dongs just presented to me on my way to work. It's you every morning, David. Um, <clears throat> yeah, and uh, and then a lot of men are just going to be like, ah, oh, fuck a movie. It's um, so there's like, especially women that live in big cities. Oh, yeah. You'd be shocked at how many times women just come across a man openly masturbating in public. See, but why don't Whereas, I come across that? Yeah, because they're not masturbating to you. Well... Now they will be Not soon. Yet. <laughs> I'm gonna change that shit, and then I'll finish it. Um, men, when backyard barbecuing goes too far, and there it is. Tag. I, I thought you were gonna play your your sound clip. Oh, I already played that. Oh, you you want one more? Yeah. The Estrogen Network. No, now not the that. The Estrogen one. Network presents Afternoon Yak. Man. Cancelled. Which No, I was talking about men. What a bunch of bastards. Oh, um it that's actually a people. So Oh people. Yeah. Let's see if I can find I don't even know where I put that. Uh anyways. Yeah. No, people. What let's... a bunch of bastards. Men. Um Hey, did I do an okay impression of Jeffrey? Was it? It's not your best, but it wasn't. It's passable. It wasn't great. It's okay. Okay. Well, uh, could probably be a good opportunity for like a micro impression. I don't think you could sustain it for very long. No, you got to find like the two, two or three words that you could say and be like, "Wow, that's yeah." Exactly it's like definitely them. something you'd have to work on mm -hmm. a lot um, because it's. It's very specific. Yeah, it's so specific. I loved, I loved Jeffrey. He Jeff, was Jeffrey is great. Jeffrey, so wonderful. <laughs> um, okay. Uh, 
So um, let's get into your calls. This is a little bit that we like to call. Um, where is it? Uh, horror movie. Run, boy, run. No. Uh, do you have your horrors? Horror. Do you have it? Uh, horror movie. Horror. 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 This is a little bit where we listen to your voicemail. Listen to your voicemails. Um, here is our first call. Hey guys, uh, Jeremy from Milwaukee here, pretty much. Uh, calling for a couple things. One being, um, I'm real jealous that everybody didn't come out to Kiggin. Um, I wish that, um, you guys are a little bit closer so I can make it out. You know how it is, kids, wife, whatever. I, I, I can't come out there from here. Um, yeah, so I was just wondering, like, at what point of success do you think that you might be able to do, you know, a show literally anywhere else? You know, like, what level of success do you need to get a show a little bit on the road? I don't know where you guys are at um, in that regard, but I was just kind of curious what it would take to get you guys over the edge to uh, move that show going. And then... The other thing is the commercials from on did you guys have uh, I listen to them on Spotify now I don't know if they're the same commercials everywhere um, but they are hilarious they are so they are barely barely more serious than your guys' fake commercials I don't know what particular agreement you guys have going on I don't know how they pick these things but they sound almost fake like they're like I can barely believe that these things are commercials I don't know if you <laughs> Taking a listen to them, but they're insane. They sound like they're in the background of like a Coen Brothers movie on a TV somewhere. All right, thanks you guys. Fuck hard. Later. Thanks, Jeremy. You fuck hard. Uh, um, I think if we get bigger, we could probably do one in Hollywood Theater in Portland. <laughs> I think he means closer to him. Oh, well, I mean that's probably technically closer. It's further east. Yeah, maybe. Uh, yeah, no, I mean. In order for us to take this show on the road, um, we're going to need to get a lot bigger there. Yeah, you know? like more than 10x. Yeah, I think like um, think like dead meat. You know, we'd need to be about that big yeah. to take this show on the road. Um, Just because, I mean, we... <laughs> We would need to commit our li- like our lives would have to be committed to the podcast, and right now we still have day jobs, and that's yeah. not changing for a while. Um, and the amount of work that it would take, oh, the amount of work it takes to it would it just would, put on a local show. Yeah, we'd with need an, an agent, independent. We'd need an agent and a manager, right? For sure. Yeah, <laughs> we're not fucking doing that on our own. Are you kidding yeah. me? Um, so not only would it the podcast have to pay for both of our salaries, right, to live. But also for like a couple other people, like, like six to ten other people's salaries, right? Um, and then, so it's not going to happen to your <laughs> to your issue with our commercials that we have on the show. Yeah, some of them can be kind of goofy. Um, it really takes. <laughs> I think it it kind of gears them a little bit towards who you are. Maybe mm-hmm. there could be a little bit of that. Um, so maybe you're just a kind of a weird kind of guy, Jeremy, and they they know that. Um, but, uh, you know, the answer to that, of course, is to spend the cost of one cup of coffee per month, become a patron over there, help us grow, mm-hmm. get a little bit closer to taking this show on the road. Mm-hmm. And then you don't have no fucking commercials, bro. But, um, we sure do appreciate 
uh, you calling in and all that kind of stuff. We we like it. And by the way, it's not with Spotify. This deal that we have is with iHeartRadio. We should calculate how many spoop lords it would take. A decent amount. That yeah. that remained at that level. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, next call. Let's see what we got. At least one. At least one of Team Spear has a spear. I have a spear in my garage. Uh, I was going to do a quick demonstration video of why spears are better than bats, but my wife called me a loser, so I quickly stopped that. Well, your wife was right, Team hey. Spear. I think, I think this fella actually jumps jumped the shark. He he left Team Spear and joined Team Bat, which he said on a Facebook post. Um, let's continue. I was going to post it in a group, but no, I won't. Um, so there, there you go. At least one. I do love you guys. Like, every Wednesday, it's just always so nice as and I'm either to work or from work, I get to listen to you guys trade nonsense. It's, it's got to the point where I'm not, I'm waiting for the, the crap after the film review. You know what I mean? Anyway, uh, what have you guys have done? Sadness? I don't know, man. I was, I, I think I agree with the girl who was talking after the, before me in the last one. Oh, hearing my voice was disgusting. Anyway, yeah. Um, sadness. I didn't think it was that oomph. Maybe it's because I built up too much in my head. Anyway, love you, buddy. Love you, buddy. Yeah, that's this. I gotta say, we gotta we gotta start some more. Uh, so far, we have two real debates going. Right? There's the spear versus bat uh-huh. in the in the zombie apocalypse. That's probably the most heated debate. Yeah. The under the surface, the kind of bubbling uh, one is um, you like you think sinkholes are scarier. Right. I think earthquakes are scarier right. in terms of natural disasters. I will say I, I will say I think tornadoes are technically much scarier than both, but I just feel like an earthquake is so all encompassing. Mm-hmm. But maybe we need to get a few more of these debates going on. Yeah, men versus women. <laughs> You're men, all right. I'm women. Um, yeah, I I like that as time goes goes on, like more people are joining spear and sinkhole, like. I feel like I'm able to well, make Well, when make you the start case. at the absolute bottom, that you have nowhere to go but up. Right. Right. Everyone yeah. loves the underdog. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's... Yeah, no, no, no right. Yeah. <laughs> no one expects this Spanish Inquisition. Next call! Hi, so this is for the Firestarter Afterpod response. You don't have to air this on any of the podcasts. This yeah, is for real talk. Um, Bryce, I'm so fucking proud of you for opening up and talking about personal shit like this to the public and to people you don't know, right? Or even just saying it out loud. And it's amazing how not normal or common that is, let alone to be going to therapy. So kudos to you, dude. I'm fucking amazing, and I'm so proud of you for even being willing to open up and admitting those things. Um, and I know it's fucking annoying when people tell you, like, I like, oh, you should do this, or you should do that, or if you only do this, like, like you're not stupid. You know what you need to do, and you know what's going on with you. And so it's, you know, it's commendable that, like, you're admitting all of these things, and it's, it's the norm. Uh, unfortunately, that's how the fucking world works, that there's so many people, including myself, that has a lot of problems and that, you know, we put out a front or a facade for nobody else to see those kinds of things and, like, you know, it's going to be fine and all this other shit. 
um, I myself am in therapy too, and I've had a lot of fucked up past like David's too. And so I just want to say, dude, celebrate the tiny little wins day by day. If you celebrate the little wins, even if it doesn't seem significant to you in that time, later on it's going to be fucking huge. Like, you know what, dude, I got out of fucking bed today. Like, fuck yeah, I got something done. Um, Especially since, you know, you have kids and a wife, that's another big thing that I've noticed because my mom used to be the same way that Bryce was, and I would see her. Every time my mom was in a better mood or was celebrating something tiny, that would make me want to celebrate my my shit too, you know? So if you love yourself the way you're trying to and building up your rapport or whatever and celebrating those little wins, your kids are going to see that. Your kids are going to follow your example too. And that's huge. If that's not motivation enough for something, I mean, I don't know, but those are things to think about and I love you both like fuck yeah for you guys for opening up on this shit um so yeah this is completely different from my last fucked up voicemails but just wanted to say thank you guys for opening up and you know you're not alone like literally almost everyone's going through stuff like this too so love you bye I don't know that gal's yeah. name but she is she is just wonderful yeah um um yeah so this is kind of like <laughs> If you want to delve into the psyche of Bryce and David, definitely the afterpods have some pretty, pretty. Uh, I'm not cracked crying. open moments. I'm not crying. You are. Yeah, it's uh, pretty intense. Last last week we got kind of intense in the psyche. I give that Bryce. about a six. Yeah, yeah, we weren't openly weeping as much as we have on previous ones, but no, there's been afterpods where we've lost fathers right <laughs> literally <laughs> so no i appreciate it and 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 yeah um she's she's the same caller from a couple weeks ago that called david a little bitch so i'm a a, a real big fan of yeah her. me too because finally someone is acknowledging me yeah. as a woman right um yeah it, it, it was a good conversation but also just that makes me feel insufferable because th- how she ended it was the same thing that i think it's like everyone has their problems shut up <laughs> like my no, problems are not what... more important than anyone else's and it's still no they're not more important but they're more important to you surely. sure you yeah. know it's it doesn't have anything to do with yeah well oh, he's so stupid <laughs> <laughs> why don't you just do the thing i know you fuck god damn price um no i aaron aaron texted me this morning, you little bitch. <laughs> she, she, is that what she texted you? I, uh, this, this maybe should be safe for the afterpod. Oh, okay. But she's, she just said, I'm having extreme anxiety right now. Right now. Right now. And I texted back, stop it. <laughs> Don't. Just stop having it and you'll feel better. Real supportive of you. She says, how? Just stop it. How? It's very simple. Step one, stop. End of instructions. <laughs> this is a this is a mad TV bit. Stop it. Uh, okay, next call. Thank you very much. That was a very kind call. Ah, uh, this is the air. I'm here to scare you. <laughs> Just kidding. It's Mike from California. The bell of the ball, the guy that fucks real, real soft. Real dewy, moist, and soft. 
anyway, uh, that was a good episode. Firestarter, I enjoyed hearing it. Very homoerotic episode, but uh, whatever. Um, but yeah, so, uh, oh, uh, uh, David, it's appreciate, not appreciate. You, you say it too fucking fast. Appreciate, not appreciate. Did that one chick say she was watching chicks eat cereal out of somebody's butthole? Ah, keep up the good work. Later. <laughs> Thanks for the stream of consciousness, Mike. It's a, it's appreciate. 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 Appreciate you. Appreciate you. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, prevalent. Prevalent. <laughs> prevalent. 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 Um, yeah. I love Mike from California. He does not, he's not a fan of COVID though. No. Do you, for different reasons than others. <laughs> I think, uh, what was it on Facebook? Our episode got flagged or, or at least like. No, on, on uh, Spotify. Spotify or somewhere where it like had the learn more about COVID-19. Yeah. Like add above. That's a that first. Episode. Yeah. Getting some weird robotic tag mm-hmm. for COVID misinformation. Um, for, for seemingly like we. We agreed with the restrictions. <laughs> like, and all Mike said was, don't be afraid of the air. You know, so, no, he said, keep being afraid of yeah, the air. Yeah, he said, yeah, he's like, he was mocking us for being afraid of the air. So yeah. it seems like these restrictions might be, I don't know, might be being misused mm. a little bit. It seems like. Well, we all. It seems live- like they're kind of giving Mike. Like they're legitimizing his platform by taking him seriously? Well, it's just the algorithm's world. We just live in it. You know, at this point, I, for one, welcome our robot overlords. Yeah, we all know, Bryce, you're suicidal. We get it. Um, Jesus Christ. I just feel so weird with that, like, that they can flag an episode like that. Yeah, it's just... I mean, that's the thing. Is it because we said, let's try it on this one? No. I think it's just COVID-19. I think that's all you have to say. COVID-19. Now it'll be like, are you suffering from misinformation? Anyway. That's still my favorite clip is, uh, was it Kenneth Copeland? COVID-19. God, I got to bring up that clip. I blow. Yeah, you do. You, God damn it. I can't remember that clip. But Next I call. had it running through my head for like months. Next call. What's going on, Bryson David? This is Justin from Ohio. I just wanted to call and put in my two cents about the bat and spear debate. Mm, um, bat and spear I'm with debate. David on this one. Mm-hmm. I do the bat. Yep. Um, only because you can whack somebody on the head with it, and <laughs> obviously you can whack somebody on the head with it. Well, like, say you're in a zombie apocalypse, one good smack to the head and just goes kaboosh. But not specifically just, like, a normal bat. Probably, like, the bat from The Walking Dead, Negan's weapon barbed wire. So, you know, even if you go after a human with it, with a normal bat, it would just hurt them. But with a barbed wire bat, you'd really be getting it. Like, you'd be hurting them good. So, yeah. And, yeah, that's really all I wanted to say. I love your guys' show. I love the new intro. You guys keep up the good work. And, yeah, um, I'll try to call again sometime. So, yeah, you guys have a good day and peace. Appreciate it. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Um, I, You know, 
I'm I have said this. Hey, first of all, yeah, thank you for joining another in the monumental ranks of Team Bat, also known as Team Common Sense. Um, Team Basic Bitches is what I call it. <clears throat> well, you know, we we're here. We have bats. We're going to cave your head in. Um, <laughs> and, you know, actually, it would be kind of be interesting. So, like, if a zombie apocalypse did kick off in this world mm. right here, and we got a bunch of people, Team Bat and Team Spear, right? I wonder a little bit if maybe just this, that would be an inciting moment for Team Bat and Team Spear to just annihilate each other. <laughs> you know where they just don't even fucking bother to kill the zombies they're just right. like fuck spears ah! you know like fuck the bats ah! and there's like you know news reports of mm-hmm. giant bands of fans from horror movie talk podcast are <laughs> divisively split killing each other in droves team bat all the way mm-hmm. and then there's another new probably fox would be with team Spear. Um. <laughs> no, we'd be like, ah, the spears have it. <laughs> I, I'd be proud to be on Fox. I don't care. That's fine. Um, Tuck, Tucker Carlson. Our <laughs> bets really what you're going to choose? <laughs> oh man what an episode uh man. it's strange how the libs <laughs> ignore the historical significance of the spear <laughs> oh god Ugh. are you really going to side with bats so now we have the words covid19 on this episode and, and Tucker Tucker Carlson. Carlson. we're for sure getting flagged uh should we talk about abortion again before oh we no end? You guys have a great week. We'll see you next Wednesday. We love you very much. Um, Bye. 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 Hello and welcome. Goodbye. Horror movie talk. An opinionated and accidentally funny horror movie review show. Go, 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 go. Through the scraggly woods. He had no Horror! Sabrina, don't just stare at it, eat it. New theatrical releases always get priority. But we also review older horror movies, both good and horrible. Wow, that didn't sound good.